0: Hi, I'm Leslie Adamas, and welcome to Race Forward, a weekly podcast on God and race relations. This is a progressive, faith-filled conversation that will anger you, encourage you, and equip you. Thanks again for joining us today. You picked a great day to listen in. Here is my friend and the host of Race Forward, Pastor Chuck Allen.
1: Hi, everybody, and thanks so much for joining me on another Race Forward, God in Race Relations. And as always, my friend and partner in the effort, Karan Boston, is on board. Karan, how you doing today?
0: What's what's up? What's up? I'm doing good, man. How about yourself?
1: You know, I can see you, but these folks can. You look very pretty. You finally got a haircut, didn't you?
0: I did, man, but you know what? I got to touch up the beard. I messed it up a little bit the other day. Yeah, you
1: know you're lopsided on your beard, bro. I know
0: man, you can't be out there with the bad lineups now. You get made no. fun of
1: like that. I'm telling you if you would ever go down to Flow Factory where I go, I promise you they would clean it up and it look pretty.
0: All right, J- just as long as Flow Factory they ain't trying to cut my hair with
1: scissors, no, I can man. make it work. No, they got I'm telling you they can make that Puerto Rican dude Christian that that does my hair. That guy, I'm telling you man, he's a genius. Okay. I mean, well,
0: yeah. You said uh, Hispanic brother. I can I can trust him to catch hey, my listen,
1: that dude does stuff with my big fat melon that is unbelievable.
0: Man, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you yeah. a question because this this is something that was uh, a burning question in my household. Oh, boy. When you were growing up, Chuck, uh, and, and it was time for you to take a shower, yeah. um, was was a loofah an acceptable? thing to wash your body No,
1: heck no. No, 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 no. Okay. I didn't even know what a loofah was until I got married in 1980. It's like, bro, you don't bring me some flowery something that you pour soap on. No, just take a bar of soap, wash your stuff, and move on, man. That's crazy. You can't do that.
0: Wait, so when you say take a bar of soap, did you have a washcloth with it? No. No, what? Okay.
1: No, man. It's like, you know, you use washcloth for your face, nothing else. Everything else is just a bar of soap. Go at it.
0: Man, you when you started asking me about my North Carolina education, I started thinking about the times when I was in college. Man, and and most of the you know the white guys in the in the locker room had loofahs. and I'm just like, what are they doing with this plastic thing? We not we not that's doing wrong. this. And so yeah. I just had to ask. Just to, I was wondering if that was a cultural thing. But yeah, you just did to be clear, clear on this.
1: Point. Yeah, just to be clear though, on the loofa, that's wrong. That's wrong. No, no, no guy it, should be loofahing it.
0: I'm gonna also say it's also wrong just to use the bar. So, bro, you better get your wasp off and exfoliate that skin.
1: You, whatever. You, <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. All right, hey, we gotta talk about real stuff. So All right. I'm I'm getting back over here to Juneteenth because I find it fascinating that Juneteenth is representative of eighteen sixty-five, but the Emancipation Proclamation happens in eighteen sixty-three. Now I yep. get that we were talking about a time that we didn't have instant access, but two years I mean, two mm-hmm. years to get that message yeah. to Texas. So give me a little background yeah. of, of how does a uh, how does a modern black man in particular, how mm-hmm. do you wrap your head around Juneteenth and how does it relate to God and race relations?
0: Yeah, man. So one thing it, it's it's fun. It's, it's awesome to celebrate that. But at the same time, you remember, wait a minute. How on earth did they allow for a long period of time to go by before all slaves were free? Yeah. You know, it was that letter of the law that said, OK, these people are free, but still the oppressor had a chance to keep that letter from the people who need to hear it. And that just kind of reminds you like, of the current struggle that you still face. And that's what it reminds you of, man. It reminds you of the narrative that America will let a few black people succeed in the public eye just so it makes everybody feel like there's equality by at the same time keeping most of them victim to its schemes. And that's what it reminds you of, man. It reminds you, mm-hmm. even though the law says that all men are created equal and all men should have, you know, equal rights uh, and uh, the opportunity for life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, you know, that, that doesn't always feel like the case. And so what you have is a ton of people free in this country – Living enslaved lives. And so that is exactly what was going on uh in eighteen sixty five, whenever you know, Texas finally got word that their, that their slaves were indeed free. And you talking about God in that? Man, we white, black, brown, Puerto Rican Asian, we live enslaved lives as free people all the time. And and a lot of us I, believe are enslaved that. To I, I our genuinely perspective. believe that yeah a lot of us are enslaved to our perspectives a lot of us are enslaved to our tradition and and unfortunately those things cause us to view race relations a certain way from a different yeah it
1: it it does it tints the glasses with which we see the world and Mm -hmm. i think it's interesting that uh, juneteenth is two years after the emancipation proclamation which in my mind proves the point that we have here on Race Forward. On this podcast, proves the point that race is an issue of sin because clearly there were people in the Confederacy in Texas that knew that this war was over and knew that Lincoln had freed every slaved man to freedom, but yet they withheld what they knew to be right and honorable and true and decent because of sin. But I'm not, I'm not aware... Uh, historically about how many men and women and children we were talking about being literally enslaved in Texas. Mm -hmm. But what I can imagine is tens of thousands. And I think to myself, if there's ever been a sinful heart, it was the man that ran those slaves and knew the war had been done and the right and honorable decision had been made. Now that that tells me that it, it was a sin problem then, and it's a sin problem today.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. When you have someone who uh, can literally manipulate thousands of people to living a life that they are not supposed to be living. I mean, you you just get a whirlwind of mess out of that. And that's what that's what's still going on right now. You got people uh, whose perspectives have been manipulated for a great period of time. And 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 are unable to see with clarity. Well, that makes me that makes me
1: wonder. Like we are a we are a country of uh, free people. I mean, we live in a free mm-hmm. land. And when when as a white guy, when I hear you talk about still living an enslaved life, uh, I want you to just for for a couple minutes just kind of unpack that because if if we are a country of free people and yet we have people hundreds millions of people that are living enslaved lives. What is the answer to that at at a deeply personal level? Like, how would you mm-hmm. tell our listeners at an individual level, this is what it means for a black, brown, Asian, Latino, whatever. How, what is it to live an enslaved life? What does that actually mean?
0: Yeah, so what I mean by that is you do not possess the freedom to think for yourself and respond for yourself. You've been taking what someone else has taught you and told you in which we've learned by now several times that the history that was taught to us was definitely uh, altered and hidden and taken some facts, extracted and some things hidden. Like you, you do not have the ability to process for yourself how things actually took place. For example, let's take the Civil War. If I am told that the Civil War was fought over taxes and textiles and decisions that the Union and the Confederates couldn't get on the same page about financially, but then I am also told that it has little to do with slavery, then what I'm doing is accepting a lie and accepting a narrative that's written in our textbooks, but I'm accepting that narrative that does not support what actually took place. We all know that the straw that broke the camel's back was about slavery. But if I accept that truth uh, or, or that alternative fact that it wasn't about slavery as what I know to be true about the Civil War, then I'm allowing myself to go for and fly a flag and say, well, no, it had little to do with slavery, but it has everything to do with my Southern heritage. Like, And those are things that people really get bent over shape about.
1: When I began to deeply understand that we have forty seven of our fifty states who have now made Juneteenth a holiday, mm-hmm. and i think I think when we use the term holiday that's a that's a bad choice mm-hmm. because uh you know when I think of Memorial Day, we make it a holiday, but we're remembering the lives of people that were lost.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah
1: when I think of Juneteenth i think of I think about all of those people black predominantly black people enslaved when their nation they lived in had already said they're free and they were trapped. Mm-hmm. So I mean I, I, yeah. I look back and I see Texas a year later, Texas adopts this as a uh, as a first celebration in the states. Yeah. I don't understand how kids today still don't make this a part. How is this not a part of our history? And as we talk about history, I want to set up a little bit about next week's podcast when we talk about what does it mean to uh, deface or to tear down uh, history in the sense of of statues, et cetera. But I want to wrap this session and talk about what it is uh, like when you're marching about Juneteenth. I feel like what you're saying is you want your city to denounce racism, which our city has. Yeah. But you're asking for something more. What's the more?
0: Well, Chuck, man, what I really think we're saying is we want to see action. Like, it's enough for us to just say these things and post these things and 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 fly you know our banners on our social medias man what we really want to see is action like we want to see if we're going to denounce the confederacy or if we're going to denounce racism then then why do we still have robert e lee on the side of stone mountain like we we're talking about people who burn jerseys left and right for uh crimes against animals but we erect statues for people who have crimes against humanity. And those are just things that just don't make sense to uh, black and brown minds. I feel like if we are really uh, looking for some kind of change to take place in this country, it can't be done with word. It has to be done with action. Because here's the thing, man. Like I said earlier, uh, a lot of us have been manipulated uh, in a way. And what I mean by that, look, we have been manipulated to think that our nationalism is patriotism and it's really not. Like, I, I think that a lot of us even think that some of our racism is patriotism when it's really not. For example, if you are a patriot, you are doing everything in your power to make this country great for everybody who identifies as an American. But if you stand in the way of that, then how on earth is that patriotic? I look at things like what Kaepernick did as patriotic. He Not only did he confide with a an, an army vet who told him to kneel instead of sitting to show respect for the vets. He also continued to kneel because he said, I want my country to pay attention to how it's treating black people. And I I just thought that, that that made the most sense to anybody who has not been manipulated to think that because he's kneeing and he's disrespecting, he's kneeing and he's disrespecting. If anybody has not been manipulated to think that that's disrespectful in my mind, I can actually make sense that, a veteran has told him to kneel and assign a respect. And that's what it looks like to not be enslaved to your perspective. I was a part of a Juneteenth celebration in March last week in Sugar Hill, Georgia, and it was phenomenal. What you saw was a bunch of people who didn't look like each other out there for one purpose, united by love for unity in peace and actually having demands uh, for the city. Um, I I I think it's safe to say that everybody there understood that there were um five demands that were we were asking for the city, and one of that was that uh Georgia would get behind the push for the hate crime bill to be signed in the law, right. which we actually saw take place uh yesterday.
1: Yeah. Um, another
0: Amen. thing we only were asking for a hundred signatures uh for people to sign um a law saying that we want to. In that Brianna's law, which is uh abolishing no not warrants, which basically allows police to kick down your right. door. Um Right and where it's Brianna uh Brianna Taylor honestly lost her life for that in her sleep. Yeah, and
1: to stop in on that, when you talk about um I think a lot of people bristle in the concept of demands, mm-hmm. but honestly a demand the way the way that march took place was more of a we we are demanding because it's serious mm-hmm. i mean you when you start demanding something you're serious about it but on the other hand what i saw was a was a city that welcomed it and then i saw a mm-hmm. people because they welcomed it that was really saying this is important to us and you know what i i think our city is going to do more than just put out because they've already denounced yeah. it I think the key is we do, we want to do action as well. Right. So what what are a few things that are actionable? Yeah, yeah.
0: And like you said, the city has gone forward denouncing uh, racism. And he actually shared our mayor actually shared that letter at the Juneteenth celebration in March. And the next step we want to see uh, an action step is denouncing the Confederacy, which I know is a right. huge thing for anybody, anything in Georgia, the Deep
1: South. To do and uh, well, honestly, I mean, I, I it stings me a little bit, but but it stings me not because I believe we should still fly stars and bars. I mean, I, I think that's just idiocy there. And honestly, the state of Mississippi needs to catch up to the 21st mm-hmm. century. But I I see this as a, as a point of I don't think we ought to glamorize it, and I don't think we ought to to honor right. that. Yeah. But I do believe we ought to teach children and teach students exactly what the Confederacy stood Mm -hmm. for, as well as things like Juneteenth, so that every kid has the opportunity to understand the blight of human history and, and the sight of what can it be. And so for me, uh, it's like, man, I want to denounce, but I want to make sure we don't we don't erase history. Yeah. Does that well, make sense? here's the
0: thing. You can't erase history. And, the, and, and right. regardless of, of what happens with someone standing for it and denouncing it, it's not going to erase the fact that it existed. And so people right. can get kind of worked up in the idea that if you take yeah. a statue down, you're removing history. But you're not. You know, you are re- yeah. removing. Yeah. Uh, you know what? we will spend a whole bunch of time talking about that next week. Yeah. In our, our, That'll be a
1: good show next yeah. week. I can't wait. Cause I've got all kind of white boy questions. Yeah, man. For
0: you. And I'm, and I'm here for it anytime, any day of the week, but for real Juneteenth, y'all, it was a phenomenal uh, demonstration done in the city. And uh, we've seen, I told y'all about how Brianna's law was one of the things they were pushing for. Uh, we not only got, 100 signatures but there are 393 of them bad boys on there and the city how awesome moved is that, right forward. it was a lot of love and a lot of random people showing up joining the fight people who couldn't even speak english were out there joining the fight yeah. and it was awesome because we got to see yeah. unity peace and love
1: yeah, so I want to wrap up this segment of uh, Race Forward with my friend Karan Boston. And I want to give you just three things that wraps up our our, our show today. And then don't forget, next week we're going to be talking about what it is uh, to denounce and to act, activate uh, some real understanding of our history and our future. But for today, here's three quick actionable items coming from today. Number one, you and your family make a big deal about understanding what Juneteenth is to ensure when it rolls around next year, you and your family are ready to reach out and to celebrate the lives of enslaved people becoming free. Celebrate that and celebrate that with people of other colors than you are. And number two, I want to invite you and your family to watch the movie Harriet. You'll find the uh, link to that on our RaceForwardPodcast.com site, and you can see it on Amazon Prime, but make sure you check out the show notes. Thanks so much for checking that out. You're going to be blessed. The last thing I want to encourage you to do is make sure that uh, whatever you have in and around your person, your work, your family, that could potentially harm your testimony either as a believer or as a person that recognizes we must move forward in a better way, what is it that you need to change in your life? And ask the Lord to be able to say, what is it in my life that stunts my testimony about making sure that it's fair, that it is just, that it is holy, that it is righteous, and it lifts people up? not tear people down. That is race when God's in the middle of it. Quran, my friend, I can't wait until uh, next week. And uh, I'm so grateful for you, buddy. I'm glad you're my friend. I'm glad you're my uh, co-partner in this work. And let's stay strong about it. What do you say? Sounds
0: good, man. We'll see y'all next week for another episode and celebrate good times. We're going to be talking about
1: statues, flags, and the Confederacy. Yeah. Amen. Folks, I am so grateful you joined us on Race Forward. We'll see you again next week. God bless you. Bye now.